I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 149 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. I have had the honor of speaking with so many Navy SEALs on the podcast. If you are as blown away by their mindsets and capabilities as much as I am, please take a scroll through the archives of the show here and see all the Navy SEALs that I've had join me on the podcast. It's been such an honor. Today's guest, not only a Navy SEAL, he is a former United States Marine. He also served time with Dev Brew, better known as SEAL Team 6, Eddie Penny is going to be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. I have another awesome guest announcement for you guys, and for those of you who are big fans of the show Live PD, you're really going to appreciate this first-class father. Deputy Jeffrey McElwain will be here with me next week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Also joining me next week is going to be Super Bowl champion punter Steve Weatherford and Broadway star Robert Crichton, who is currently playing in Broadway's version of Disney's Frozen. He also co-wrote and starred in the play that was made about my favorite actor of all time, James Cagney. So that was going to be personally a lot of fun for me. James Cagney played a big part of my life growing up. So lock it in for that. And if you're not following me already, please do so over on Instagram and Twitter at Alec underscore Lace and at Alec Lace. All right. And speaking of Twitter, one of the things that was trending quite a bit on Twitter this week was this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who made a statement saying, I think there's a legitimate question that needs to be asked to young people. Is it okay to still have children? And I think that's one of the things I hear a little too commonly from the young guys as I drive around Uber on the weekend. They tell me, oh, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, do I really want to bring a child into this world and all that type of nonsense. I think the last thing that young people need is another excuse not to have children, especially coming from a woman who doesn't even have children herself. My advice would be start having kids the minute you decide to get married and you find the love of your life and the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with. Having kids and being committed to a family changes your mindset and you can apply a democratic philosophy here that seems to be lost on people like uh, Cortez. John F. Kennedy once said, and I think this applies to everyone, if they ask not what their family can do for them, but what they can do for their family. It's about being able to love somebody more than you love yourself. There is so much good taking place in the world right now. It far outweighs the bad. It all depends on how you're looking at it. Two people can look at the exact same bush. One will see thorns. One will see the roses. Uh, But listen, if you're on the fence about having kids, don't take my word for it. Just scroll through the hundred or so episodes and listen to the dads that I've had on the podcast here tell you how fatherhood has changed and impacted their life for the better and you're going to hear from another first class father in just a minute here so the sky is not falling fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i am going to jump right into the action now with former navy seal team six operator eddie penny i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. 
All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a former United States Marine, a former United States Navy SEAL. He served with the best of the best on the planet, known as SEAL Team 6 or DevGrew. It is such an honor for me to say, Eddie Penny, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have three children. I have a 19-year-old daughter. She's married now, uh, and I have a 15-year-old daughter. Yes, 15-year-old, so that brings its own complications into everything. And then I have a 9-year-old son. Okay, yeah, I have four children myself. Our oldest is about to be a teenager, so we are bracing for impact over here. Yeah. <laughs> Put on the pads. <laughs> <laughs> what type of uh, sports or activities are the kids into? Uh, my 15-year-old, she's into track and cross-country right now, and then my son just... We just completed basketball, and we're about to start up soccer for him. So this will be his first season doing soccer, so he's pretty amped up for that one. Okay. Do you coach at all, or do you kind of enjoy it more from the sideline? More from the sidelines, just being uh, kind of a single parent and, not, and you know, running a couple companies, it's kind of difficult. I did do a year uh, where I coached my son's t-ball a couple years back, so that was definitely fun. Uh, but like with basketball, I don't know a lot about basketball, so I, I think I'd look more like a fool than anything else if I try to take on that responsibility. All right, please take a minute here, Eddie, to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay, got you. Uh, started off uh, in the military, just retired from the military, did four years in the Marines, and then uh, switched over to the Navy where I did 16 with the SEAL teams. Uh, retired in 2016. Uh, started a company contingent group, so I do that now, and then obviously a full-time father, which is which is a real job and, and blessing, I guess you could say. So uh, that's what I do now. So cool. When did fatherhood come into the picture for you, Eddie, and how did becoming a dad change your perspective on life? Um, I mean, obviously I was a father when, you know, when my children were born, but I really was not a father, like, full-time and then really didn't grasp it until I got custody of my children, and I think it was 2000 and. 2008 or 2009, I believe it was, and that's uh, actually it was 2009. And then, but I just kind of got three children, uh, you know, different. I think my oldest daughter was nine, middle daughter was five, and then my son was eight or nine months when I got him. Uh, so it was just like you know, from going from oper- operating as a Navy SEAL and then getting getting all these children. I mean, just like total. Wow. Uh, I remember before if I had to watch the kids for like an hour or two alone on like a Saturday, I thought that was the biggest deal in the world. Like that was me bracing for impact. And now I hear my buddies say that. I'm like, you enjoy that. You love that. You like don't complain about that. Like that's it's nothing when you have them full time and you got to deal with all the sports and all the, the boy issues or girl issues or whatever is going on at their school. So uh, yeah, that was like when it really came on full force and I had a Totally different perspective on parenthood. I had so much more respect for single mothers, single fathers. I was just blown away. It was definitely the most eye-opening experience I have ever had um, over any deployment, over anything whatsoever. That was definitely the pinnacle for me of like, wow, okay, all right, got you. I need to be a man here. So that was that would be it. Yeah, wow. Talk about a dichotomy or a change of pace, man, from the top-tier operator doing some of the most dangerous missions on Earth and then hitting that diaper change, man. That, that is crazy. Oh, absolutely. And, Eddie, I heard you on Mike Ritland's podcast. You guys mentioned something like there is 60% of Navy SEALs that come from single-parent households. Uh, did you grow up with a single parent as well? Yes, my mother pretty much raised me. I still had my father was still a big influence in my life uh, a lot. He was actually my hero 
but it was, you know, it was the classic 50-50 or somewhat, you know, I guess what they call it in the court system. But I would see him once a week for dinner or a few hours. We'd do stuff, and then every other weekend I would hang out with him, and he would fill me with football and uh, war movies. So <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because uh, there is a fatherless problem facing our country. The statistics out there are very overwhelming against the kids that are growing up without a father, especially if you find that father figure out on the streets. Did you sort of find a father figure in the military that kind of helped you out along the way? Um, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I wouldn't say like, obviously nothing will ever replace my father, uh, obviously, but, um, but that's not the case for all people. Yeah, I think, like, you know, you, you find, like, a mentor in the military, and, you know, they're, they've been there, done that, and, like, a mentorship. I mean, I've got, you know, people that I look up in the military still and still keep in contact with that, um, that I kind of, like, kind of, I wouldn't say take my dad's role, but I kind of look up them, too, as a father, like, yes, yes, sir, no, sir, um, I should do this, I shouldn't do this, uh, thank you for showing me this, um, and I, and I kind of look them at, at that. Uh, but I, I think the big thing that I see that at least that I realized was is that we take it for we take it for granted. I guess there was just this this picture painted back when that you know mom stays with the kids, dads go out and work, and they come home and hang out. But like I, like, and the only reason why I say this is I realized that this was me. This is what I did. Is that you know I'd come home or I'd, I'd eat dinner, you know watch TV or just relax from the day. And I thought, like, oh, that's, this is what you do. You come home and relax. And that's, that's not the case. That's, that's not true. It doesn't matter if you're at work and you come home. You have got to engage in those children's lives. And, and that's what hit me hard. Is like I have not been doing this for years and years and years. And I, like, I, was, I was very shameful. I, I was very down on myself. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I've been missing out on all these kids, like what are going on in their lives. I wasn't like diving into their lives, sitting down and asking like, hey, how was your day? They'd be like, oh, fine. And then and that would be it. I'd be like, okay, all right. I just had a communication with my daughter. Her day was fine. Okay, now it's like, okay, why was it fine? Like what happened? Give me a highlight. Give me a, give me a bullet points. What happened today? So And then like, you know, it kind of goes in from there. So, and I, and I feel I think that I think that's very common, and I and it's and it's not okay that I see. And again, I was I was the victim of this, so I can say this now. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, and I think dads have evolved so much more from that guy who just works all day, just brings home the bacon, and then doesn't get involved in any of the other aspects of being a dad, like changing a diaper or helping with homework and all that stuff. Most of the dads that I've spoken with on the podcast here are very involved with all of that with their children, and a majority of them are completely against this every kid deserves a trophy philosophy that I think is very poisonous to the culture, uh, along with this attack on masculinity, which popped up all of a sudden out of nowhere, it seems. Um, and even the way dads are portrayed on TV, the family dad is always a guy that seems to have given up on life. And I think that the whole narrative on family life and fatherhood in particular really needs to change. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it definitely is. Um, you know, even when we have like, you know, uh, women coming into the workforce, men need to kind of be like coming into the fatherhood, like the fatherhood role. And one thing that I realized is, and, um, you know, I've got a lot of good friends that are very good examples of this that I look up to is, uh, you know, we're teaching these kids, like it's our responsibility to teach them. We can't like, oh, the school system will take care of it. I mean, there's so many crazy influences, both good and bad. I know but we always like to concentrate on bad but there's there's both that you know kids are influenced in school and sports but we need to take our experience and take the time and you know you know if there's an on-the-spot lesson learned here like hey and like sit down right there 
and talk to your kid like, hey, we don't talk to people like this, and here's why. We don't, we don't act like this, and here's why. I think um, that's one thing that I found out, and again, um, from, from, other, from watching other dads, people that I respect and, like, you know, mentors, like, hey, help me out on this fatherhood piece because I have no clue what I'm doing at this moment. It's just seeing that um, is huge. It's just those little one- to two-minute conversations for me um, over the last couple of years it has been tremendous. Like, I can just – and I just hear my kids. I can just hear them say it. Like, I mean, we were sitting down at the dinner table the other day, and my son was like – we started eating, and I was just – I was thinking about work or something. And my son's like, hey, we need, we need to pray first. And I was like, ah, yes, thank you. You're right, Tristan, we do need to pray first. So it was good to see stuff like that, just like them calling me out. And, I, like, I appreciate that. And so, um, you know, you've got to feed into them positively, and they're going to give it back to you, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome, Eddie. My family prays together as well, and I keep God first in my life. Unfortunately, God and Christianity have come under attack as well. God has been removed from our school systems and most of pop culture. Um, I know you're a follower of Christ, which is so cool to hear. When did you become so strong in your faith? Was it during a particular deployment or during a combat situation? When did that happen for you? It, um, it happened after my deployments. I was still in. I was probably, I think I was 32 or 33 years old. Um, I went to uh, like a Christian boot camp by True North Ministries out of Oklahoma, a great organization. And, uh, I, and I was kind of forced there by my girlfriend at the time. It was kind of like, a, hey, you really need to go to this. You really need to go to this. Like, hey, you're going to this. So um, I didn't know, I really didn't know what it was. Um, and when I showed up and, you know, I, I, I briefly touched on this on the, on the podcast with uh, Mike, it, it was just an eye-opener. I've never prayed before, um, and, I, and, I, and I gave it all, and, I, and what I found after that was just amazing. And, of course, like, it was just the classic, um, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but I didn't realize the war that really goes on in the unseen world. Like, I just really started reading a lot, learning about sports, spiritual warfare, and really diving in. And just learning it's a process. It's not, it just it keeps going and you keep evolving and you keep getting stronger and stronger through trials and, you know, your endurance builds. And, um, yes, like, without that in my life, I'm pretty sure I would be – I just don't even know – I don't even want to go where I think I would be without Christ in my life and in my children's life. And there's definitely the foundation where we try to keep it our foundation always and everything we do is put him first and – when we do, just, you know, with my family, work, everything, it doesn't matter what it is. It seems to be it always goes in the right direction, um, even though, as you know, like, you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's just like, okay, lean on him. Lean on him. There's a bigger picture, um, you know, behind the scenes that we don't see. And that's kind of that's kind of cool because, like, it's like dad's got us covered. Uh, so I love that. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, dad, but uh, I know you got me. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I get overwhelmed and I need to uh, give it up to God in a sense, I always think of Matthew 6.30, which says, But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Exactly, exactly. And it's tough sometimes. Of course. It's definitely a battle for sure. Um, You said there that your girlfriend dropped you off. Now, being a single dad, uh, how were you with introducing girlfriends or other women into the lives of your children? Uh, well, I was seeing her before I got my children, and then when that happened, I was like, okay, I need to, like, do everything I can to try to keep her, which which did not happen in the end. But, um, yeah, I just – I was very – I was like – my life, I was like – in my head, and, of course, I realized this is the devil and it's all his little lies, and, like, your life is ruined. I mean, there was – when I got my children, I was like, I'll never be able to work out again. 
Like, how silly is that? Like, <laughs> hey, there's babies, there's babysitting services at the gym. You know, it's like, ugh. Um, I, w- I mean, it was a very rough time in my life. Um, but, yeah, come to find out, women like a man that can take care of children or take care of a family, which makes so much sense because men like that, too. We like that when women like, oh, hey, yeah, she can take care of a family. She's there. Like, that's – so I, I, I guess uh, everything that I thought was totally opposite of what the reality is. So I guess there, there's your spiritual worker right there. Okay, it's time for an important word from our sponsors and then right back with more from Frogman Eddie Penny. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with Seat Geek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code First Class. That's one word, First Class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. Seat Geek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code First Class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. Yeah, so many young guys today, I talked about this in a monologue today, uh, I hear it also from so many young guys as I drive Uber on the weekend, they have this negative outlook on fatherhood and family life, like it's some kind of death sentence in that life, and everything that's fun about it comes to an end the moment that you have kids, and that's very sad. It's horrible. I, I was the same way. I, I mean, I was a victim of that too, but it's, it's not. It is like the life that is in this house, like my kids go with their mother on the summer, um, most of the summer um, for, to see her. And, like, when they're gone, I mean, it's nice to have a break. It's like, okay, cool, I can do what I want. After a day, I'm like, all right, this sucks. The house is quiet. Where are my kids? Where's the life that is here? Like, I miss, I just miss it. So it's just, yeah, they bring so much life and joy. It's insane. Yeah, it's so difficult to explain, Eddie. It really needs to be experienced to be fully understood. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 the, greatest, it's the greatest thing in the world, hands down. Like, there is nothing better. All right, Eddie, I have to ask you this. You have two daughters. One of them is married. The other is 15. How is the Navy SEAL when it comes to your daughters hitting that dating scene? How do you handle those situations? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, there's been, I mean, there's definitely been, uh, I, I don't know what my daughters tell these, these boys or whatever. Um, I have a very, my, my oldest daughter's married. I have a very good relationship with him. He's an awesome man. He takes care of her. Uh, and like, I mean, he, I tr- try to treat him like a son, like he is, he's awesome. But my, my 50 year old's like, I don't want you, like, sometimes it's like, I don't want them to meet you. And then sometimes they want them to meet me. So it's just kind of depends on the boy. But, um, when I do meet him, there's definitely the look in their eyes and I can tell my daughters have said things to them and they're just kind of like standing there. Uh, and some, some, some interact and they're totally cool and some are just, got the deer in the headlight looks but uh but I, I, and again I'm a, I'm a big teddy bear you know unless you cross the line then, then there's problems but uh um but no I mean it's just it's just it is what it is I mean we've all been there I mean I was there like meeting you know the father you're scared it doesn't matter what you do or whatever it's just it's scary it's like uh yeah I want to date your daughter um Please say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said this before on the podcast, Daddy. My daughter is only four, and I'm already dreading those days. And I'm hoping the fact that I've interviewed a few Navy SEALs will help me out when the time comes. Yeah, just give us a call. We'll, we'll be there to do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How about discipline, Eddie? Obviously, you're a former Marine, former Navy SEAL. Uh, it's safe to say you're a very well-disciplined individual. But how are you as the disciplinarian when it comes to being a father? I, 
you know, when I first got the kids, I was more like, okay, punishment. Like, it, like when, for me, if I talked back when I was a child, I got soap in the mouth. Or I would get a paddle or, like, a spanking or something like that. So I found that each child reacts differently to different punishments. Like, one is will react, like, um, will learn a lesson if they go to the corner or if they get soap in the mouth. But now I really – I really don't have to do that, but I haven't for a couple of years now, is I really just have a conversation and like, hey, this is why we don't do this, and I explain the consequences, or here's, here's what can happen if you continue this um, and try to, like, apply it with life. And I, I really don't – I wouldn't say I don't need to discipline my children. Now it's just like, hey, I take your iPad or Fortnite's gone, and it's like, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, I, I mean, really, I, I really try. It's not like okay, you, you know, go to the, go to the corner or like go clean your room or here's a chore. Like it's it's more like okay, sit down, let's talk about this. Where before it's like, go here's your punishment and that was it. Like that is no way to father. That is no way to parent. That is no way to teach or be a leader for your family. So now it's there is a discussion that goes on, and now I give them the option, like, what do you think What do you think your punishment should be, and why do you think that? So now there's a discussion. So now we're making a two-way conversation, and it's very, it's very effective, uh, at least with my children. Um, it's just, and, and plus, I'm communicating, and, and through that, I find out more information about what's going on. Because a lot of times, you know, when people are acting out, and I mean, even with us as adults, you know, I could act out on a buddy, and this really has nothing to do with that. It could be like a um, a relationship over here that's going on, or some work issue. You know, we just take it out on whoever might be uh, in our in our in our front view at the time. But so so yeah, I, I find out so much more. When I just sit down, like, okay, why are you doing this? What's going on? And then we just have that conversation, and they're like, okay, what do you think your punishment should be for this? And and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm like finding grace so much. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you grace for this. Because I'm just looking at those eyes, I'm like, okay, I'm such a sucker. But um, but I, but that that like that's been working a lot lately. So I know I just jumped around to about five different things, but uh, it just depends on the situation, I guess. Yeah, you mentioned taking away their iPads in there, and we are all battling with this Fortnite. But technology is a struggle for most dads, including the dads that I've had on the podcast here that make their living with technology. But how are you with social media, especially with the 15-year-old? Do you um, allow her to have social media accounts? Do you monitor the accounts? How do you handle all that? Yeah, I do. I like she has a she doesn't have a face. My 15-year-old she she has a um, Instagram. Obviously, I got a password to her phone, and then I've got to connect to her account to my phone. So whatever happens, I can see what's going on. Uh, I still do spot, like, random checks. Um, sometimes those checks prove not to be good. And then when that happens, we pull out the old flip phone, and it's very embarrassing for her, and she hates it. But it's very effective. So, uh, yeah, I do those checks, monitor them. Um, I have, you know, certain settings on there that she can't go to certain things. But yeah, that, that's a that's a problem. It's like technology; it's a blessing and a curse, right? Seems like with everything else in this in this world. But um, yeah, I definitely do spot checks, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. What I find, so it's I mean, it's a battle for us all. It's not like oh, I got it all figured out over there. No, no, I don't. 
Okay, Eddie, I mentioned before about the fatherless problem, and it's one thing when dads just walk away from their families or abandon their families and, and, and avoid their responsibilities, but it's it's a whole nother ball game when dads are taken away. You have lost so many of your brothers who have left behind children. How does the military or your community in particular go about taking care of or trying to provide some type of father figure in the lives of those children? There's a lot of foundations that hold, um, that have like, certain events for those, for those children and uh, widows. And um, and I know a lot of buddies check in on them and see how they're going. And, you know, that's, I think, back to technology, it's good to, like, have Instagram and Facebook and whatever other platforms are out there just to see what's going on, like, get pictures of them. Uh, obviously, reaching out on certain days, you know, on Memorial Days, it's not the the greatest day to reach out because I know they're getting bombarded. But it's good just to see and just kind of check up on them. And sometimes, you know, they reach out for, like, hey, I need help with this or, you know, give me some advice on this, especially with me being a, a dad. I mean, I, I got a different view on uh, on that piece and probably a lot of other people uh, just because of the situation. But, I mean, it's it's it sucks. Like, it, it's like, you know, you, you see a picture um, and it's like, man, like, I wish your dad was here. It's just like it hits you every, every time, like, without fail. You know, I see a picture of my buddies that, you know, that passed away. It's like, oh, it's just like just that split second, it hurts. And it's just like, okay, you got to like kind of process it and accept it. And like, it's, it's done. You know, what's done is done. And just like, you just want them to be, you know, what them, you know, want the widows to find another man that's going to step into that and fill that void or, um, you know, step in and be that good father figure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant concern. I think about it often. I probably should do, I should be better at reaching out to people. Um, but I mean, it's, it's hard for, I know it's hard for us too. Cause you're like, uh, like what is, what is this going to do on the flip side? If I reach out, is it going to, you know, stir up emotions? Do they want this? You know, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a game on both sides. You know, it's a very, very volatile situation. Yeah, there has been so much sacrifice by so many families in our military. I really do honor and respect the men and women who serve our country. Uh, we wouldn't stand a chance out here if it wasn't for you guys. I am deeply grateful for everything that you do. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, Eddie, you have accomplished so much in your life already. You've been around the world. What's coming up next for you? What kind of goals do you have for yourself? What's next for Eddie Penny? Uh, just uh, building the family. Um, so... You know, got got a new girlfriend, and we're going to just try to build that together and see what happens and um, build companies and just, I mean, just really just try to build an empire and just something great for, for my kids to leave stuff for them and just really just enjoy life. You know, I just enjoy life. I don't want to be stressed out. I want to be just enjoying my children, eventually enjoying my ch- children's children and just uh, travel and just just enjoy life and just, you know, and not stress and just what comes, comes, you know. So that's 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 the goal right there, right now. <laughs> Very cool. All right, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Eddie, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? My number one thing would be engage. Engage, engage. Be there, be there as much as you can. Um, as uncomfortable and... As much as we sometimes, and I, I know this is sad that we don't think like, oh, they can, they can handle it, just be there. Just try to get into that child's life, develop that relationship where they want to come talk to you. Because I've been on both sides where, you know, my daughter doesn't want to come talk to me, and, I, and it's like, oh, why don't they want to talk to me? And it's, and it's you. It's you because you're not approachable. So 
um, you know, be approachable, be able to, um, and just empathize with them. Just listen and give them positive feedback. And, I mean, honestly, bring Christ into the situation. Every time you do that, it, it's just, it, it always changes. When you put God first, it's, it's, it's always, without fail, always going to work out better than you trying to go out on your own. So that would be my number one thing right there. Well said. I love the message. You are a first-class father. This has truly been an honor for me. I have to say, Eddie Penny, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time. All right. I'm going to wrap things up in just a second here. All right, that is going to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Eddie Penny for giving me a few minutes of his time here. How cool was that? Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in for next week. Going to have another awesome week packed full of good content. I got some awesome dads stopping by the podcast, including Deputy McElwain of Live PD. I got Broadway actor Robert Crichton and Super Bowl winning punter Steve Weatherford. Plus a couple of surprises sprinkled in there. The weekend is here. Whatever you're doing out there with your kids this weekend, I hope you enjoy it. Have some fun and make sure you bring it back here next week. And tell every dad in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the podcast here. Let's keep this message of celebrating fatherhood and family life rolling along. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys. We are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Your half-truths and tales as tall as a